This is Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite conversation movie news podcast with your hosts, Josh. This is one of the better movie years in recent memory, and I'm not kidding. And Willis. There's a shot in the Maestro trailer that I'm like, that is from the 90s. Join us each week as we break down the latest movie news, TV news, and general industry news and debate about what it all really means. It is Megapixels week, dear listener. Yes, you heard that right. We gave you a little teaser last week at the end of last episode, so you kind of have an idea of what's going on this week, but we are going to give you our slightly too early Oscar predictions for next year. Our Thanksgiving gift to you. Happy yes. Thanksgiving, dear listeners. Yes, happy Thanksgiving, obviously, if you're listening to this on Thursday. It is I assume all of our listeners listen to it on the first day. Yes, um, as soon as they wake up. can't wait. You just can't wait. Oh, God. So, yeah, that's what we're going to be doing today. We're not going to run through every single category because that is just madness. And a lot of them, we haven't seen the movies that could possibly go into them. So we're going to give you most of the above the line stuff and a couple below the line ones that we can make educated yeah. guesses on. I will say, yeah, there's a big asterisk on this whole thing because yeah. <laughs> a lot of this is speculation on movies we haven't seen Exactly. And a lot of uh, a lot of the other outlets are having trouble as well because nobody can come to a consensus on what's going on. So because arguably it's way (laughs) too early to be doing this, but we're doing it anyway. We didn't even know if there was going to be an Oscars until two weeks ago. So it's a celebratory megapixels. Exactly. It really is. So that's what we're going to do today, guys. Uh, Before we do that, I'm going to give you our weekly releases because we got a couple big things coming for theaters. We have Napoleon, Wish and Saltburn all hitting theaters on the 22nd. Obviously, the 22nd is a couple days ago because, you know, things can't open Thursday and they're not going to open on a Friday. That doesn't make any sense. So they're going to push it all the way to Tuesday. Thanksgiving weekend. I'm hyped for, I'm not hyped for Wish, really, but I'm hyped for Napoleon. I'm hyped for Saltburn. If you're listening to this on Thursday, I've seen Napoleon already. I'm really excited for Saltburn, though. Like, really. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for all of them, I've basically, I'm trying to get myself in the, I think I've said this before on the pod, but I'm trying to get myself in the mindset of, you have to start going to the theater. (laughs) Because this is what happens, and you end up next year, and you're like, Fuck, I have 45 movies to watch. Four movies a day for the for yep. the week before the Oscars. Um, Never again. And Napoleon is one that, like, it's a Ridley Scott movie. Like, you're seeing it in a yeah. theater is, like, the way to see it. And his press run is phenomenal. The guy's like, I don't give a fuck. This shit is not historically <laughs> accurate. None of this happened, but it's entertaining as shit. And I'm like, it's my guy right there. It's my fucking guy. Yes. Um, so that's what's coming to theaters for shows. Not a whole lot. I think we're now starting to really feel the pangs of like, ooh, we do have Fargo. We haven't season. made anything in a while. I know, I know, but we do have Fargo season five hitting FX and Hulu on the twenty first. Looks pretty good, you know. Fargo is yeah. always good, so that's that's something. Um, for movies, we have the Doctor Who special, which is I think one of three airing between the twenty fifth and the fifth, maybe of December. Yeah, that's on Disney. I have Plus. always wanted to be a big time Doctor Who follower. Yeah. And I've just never made it. Have you watched any of it? I have. I saw the, I saw like the first couple seasons of like the the new era with Chris, mm. um, what's his face, um, uh, from like way back, but pre yeah. David Tennant, pre Matt Smith, all that kind of stuff. I'm just like, eh, it's a lot. I really want to be part of it, but it's like that. It's that one 
nerddom too far for me. Like I can't fold another yeah. one in, you know. You're too nerdy as it is. You can't yeah. add one more layer and it's At a max big capacity. Layer. Yeah. Um yeah. I'm not a Doctor Who guy. I nothing against it. I've never seen it. I just again like you, I'm like, I can't do one more thing that's still going, you know. Yeah. Um yep. So we have Doctor Who, we have Stamped from the Beginning, hitting Netflix on the 20th. We have Mr. Organ, which I'm extremely excited about, which premiered a Fantastic Fest this year, uh, hitting Prime on the 21st. We have The Velveteen Rabbit, which is coming okay. on the 22nd on Apple TV+, Plus. which, okay, if we need another adaptation of that, there you go. Uh, and then Oppenheimer, finally hitting VOD on the 21st, oh. which is interesting. And people across their wa- the world started watching it on their phones. And they're like, oh, just as Nolan intended it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So that is what's coming this week, guys. And uh, without further ado, let's make some far too early Oscar predictions. Where shall we start? That's a great question. You know what? So, like we said at the top, we are going to be running through most of, if not all of, the above-the-line categories because they're some of the most obvious that we can make educated yeah. uh, conversation about, I guess. Um, the big ones. But there are a couple below-the-line categories, so I think what we're going to do is start with those and move up as they do in the Academy Awards. Not in that exact yes. order. All the way to Best Picture at the very end. Yes. So I think the goal of this, uh, this is not like a normal megapixels where we're doing a top five or anything like this. Yeah. The goal of this, I think, is to get what we consider the the five nominations for each of these categories and or 10 for best picture. Yes. And a few of these will be issue ins where it's like, yeah, like clearly going to be nominated. Mm -hmm. Um, But it'll be interesting to see what else kind of sneaks in there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the way we should do it is we should each read our list from top to bottom. And the way that I structured it is most likely to least likely in terms of where I'm feeling. So there's a couple, like Ah. you said, that are shoe-ins. And then as I went down and I got less confident about my answers, that's where those kind of fell. But the first couple are like, this is definitely going to be at least nominated. Yes. Um, Mine is less structured than that. I will attempt to do the same thing. uh, (laughs) Live. But it will be much more off the cuff on my end. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's okay. Either way. So do you want to just start here with the first category that we're going to talk about? Yes. Which is animation. Yes. Which is interesting because it's been not a bad year for animation. I haven't seen that many. It's funny because the big studio stuff is actually stuff that's falling a little bit in terms of quality. And mm-hmm. then there's a lot of other stuff in there that's just pretty good. Um, yeah. Do you want me to go first or would you like to go first? Well, I mean, let's start here. It's yeah. number the number one seed clearly has to be across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Am I wrong? Like, no question. It's hard to have any argument without saying that that is the front runner, hands down. Yeah. We'll probably you know. win. We'll probably win. There, the other ones here on the list, I feel like, don't really compete. Yeah, yeah. So that's we've got that Spider Verse. Yes, across the Spider Verse. Uh, what else you got on your list there, Josh? So after Spider Verse, I had the Boy and the Heron, the Miyazaki yeah. film, because it's Miyazaki. It's his quote yep. unquote last film, which is obviously not his last film, but he said it was. So you know, yeah, he said it was. But then he did, didn't. He also say he's like, oh yes, I forgot how much I love doing this. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, I got three more Something in the can, and you're like, oh, yeah, okay. Um, yes, I also think Boy on the Heron is is number two, especially 
and not that this really matters, but the the vocal cast that oh. is lined up for this is going to be enough to get Academy members talking. Yes. And seeing it. So, yes. And um, yes, few animators are as well respected as Miyazaki. So it's it's good all the way around for him. Yes. Yes. Um, third on here. Yeah. Well, and this is the part where it gets a little like, I don't know what else is really going to show up, yeah. but I'm going to throw a, a dark horse in the race and I'm going to put chicken run two. Ooh, we talked about this when you, when we announced that it was coming out. You're like Dawn mm. of the Nugget. Yeah. The trailer just dropped for this. Yeah. And I think it looks pretty good. I think it's yeah. leaning a lot on what it's coming from yeah. on the original quality of Chicken Run. Yeah. The reason I put it in the nomination category is because this seems like a thing to me that might have gotten pushed. Mm. Now, maybe not because like, I, I don't know, even as I say it, I'm like, eh, maybe not. But like, yeah, this seems like a thing is like there's a there was a conversation at one point about pushing Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget. Yeah. And they didn't. For a reason. Now, what that yeah. reason is. What that reason is, <laughs> you know, whether it's a question of like, you know, it's a British film, so maybe it's not as involved with SAG or whatever. But like. Right. I don't know. I think there's a chance that this shows up. It's just in in nothing else than the fact that like this and like Wallace and Gromit movies oh yeah always tend to show up. Definitely. Artman stuff in oh. general like that's a very yeah. respected studio. No, I like yeah. it. I honestly didn't have it on my list, but I'm glad you put it there cuz I kind of forgot about it. So, my 3 is actually Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. I have that one here too. Which I think this is pretty solid will be only because of yeah. the artistic intent behind it and what they mm-hmm. were able to accomplish. And the fact that like it didn't do great business, but like it was truly a, a pretty good movie, you know, which is yeah. more than we can say about a couple others I have on here. Um, I will say if it wasn't for Spider-Verse and Boy and the Heron, yeah, this could have a pretty big chance of taking the whole the whole category 100%. of winning the of winning the statue. So. Yeah. Um, bad timing, I suppose, but like absolutely deserves a spot on a spot on the list for sure. What'd you have after that? So I have two more here. So that's number four. Yep. That's four on our list here. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to talk about elemental. We do. I never saw it. I did. Yeah. It's, I hesitate even to say fine. It mm. exists. Ooh. It's, it's, there's no magic on the level of like Toy Story or Monsters Inc. or anything like that. Yeah. But it's beautiful. It's Pixar. Yeah. It, and it's Pixar. Um, so, like, I don't know how many Pixar movies, how many fresh Pixar movies haven't been nominated. Right. You know, you look at Inside Out, you look at Toy Story, you look at Soul, and you look at, you know, like there's a lot of them. And I feel like yeah. Pixar always find its, finds its way. Totally. Now, typically the animation categories are pretty not great, which is kind of not working in its favor because I think Mario is a weird Mm -hmm. thing. Like, I have that on my list, but I'm like, I don't know if that is that even being considered. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's huge. The animation was good. The movie made a ton of money, but it's like a very, like, bleh kind of film. But I'm like, yeah, if you're looking at it from a, like, critic direction or like a um what's the word i'm looking for a cinematic point of view i guess yeah it's kind of lacking definitely 
Definitely. Um, so was so Elemental our fifth? Well, I want to throw out one other one that I have on my list here, mm. and that's Nimona. I heard about this, and that's the one that I'm like, I don't, I've never even heard of. I didn't. I yeah. so I've watched Nimona. I kind of just watched it off off hand. I never oh. even considered it like a. I don't think when I watched it, I knew it was a 2023 movie. Right. I thought it was just like, oh, here's something on Netflix. Um, but then as I was like researching this, I'm like, there's people talking about this. Yeah. And I can get behind it. It's unique. I don't think, again, it's not going to be on Miyazaki levels. Sure. Um, I think it's stronger than Elemental. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be, I know I already said Chicken Run was my dark horse, but that would be my dark, dark horse. Yeah. And it'd be cool to see that up there. I mean, I'm cool with that. If we have The Boy and the Heron, Spider-Verse, TMNT, Dawn of the Nugget, and Nimona, that's like a pretty good category. That's a solid That's a solid category. You know, I like it. I like it. A lot of good representation there, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So that's animation. Yes. For what we have so far. So do you want to say, if you're looking at what we've got here, What's who's going to take it? I mean, to me, it's Spider-Verse. I don't think there's it's, any question yeah, it's got to be spider-verse i mean nothing it's i mean close. it's it's the same conversation we were having last year with pinocchio is like yeah what's really fighting pinocchio here yeah a del toro movie yeah. versus everything else like yeah oh no i was talking about the Polly shore pinocchio <laughs> Jesus. sorry no the robert zemeckis yeah pinocchio? the bob zemeckis pinocchio with uh bill murray Jesus. no not bill murray tom hanks yeah. i don't know someone was in it anyway let's get off that um so that's animation. The next category we have is best cinematography. These, I think, are the only two below the line categories that we have so far or that we're going to be doing today. But they're the ones that we're like, we can maybe speak intelligently about because we've seen some movies and we know about these things. <laughs> yes. Um, cinematography is going to be an interesting category because a lot of these movies I haven't seen, there's a bunch that I would love to see in this category that will never get there. Yeah. Um what do you have as your number one here? I mean, I think this is also another one that we have to talk about Oppenheimer first. Yeah, it's up. Op- yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the cinematography in Oppenheimer, just the scope of it is rather incredible. Yeah. And it's hard to argue against that. But of the ones I have here, Oppenheimer is the only one I've seen ah i got you okay so okay the rest of mine are speculative interesting okay because i had oppenheimer as my number one my mm. number two is killers of the flower moon yeah was that on it's your hard list to too? argue yeah, yeah it's 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 hard to argue that that'll be there too yeah just from yeah i feel like we should be calling out uh cinematographers here well oppenheimer was uh, hoite van hoitema uh killers is, yeah. is rodrigo prieto um which just like i mean I'll, I'll talk about him again in a second here spoilers but uh yeah i mean killers of flower moon shot on 35 just absolutely immaculate not like oppenheimer wasn't shot on 70 millimeter but um <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's it's some of the best cinematography I've seen this year. I might even like it more than Oppenheimer's just because of what it does. Yeah. But I mean, I, Nolan doesn't fuck around with his, his visuals. Like, you know, yeah. he's one of those. But I mean, yeah, like neither does Scorsese. That's he, the, he doesn't. I feel like these are neck and neck. Yeah. I feel like it could go to either of these. I think yeah. The general public is going to be much more Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer because of the Barbenheimer effect. But totally. 
and maybe that'll overflow into the the academy as well but yeah i think if you were gonna say which two movies is it safe that every academy member is going to watch this year it's those two (laughs) yeah well we'll say three because barbie oppenheimer and killers of the flower moon true true um but what did you what did you have for your number three i'm very curious now uh I have poor things. Interesting. As my three. Okay. Interesting. Because poor things, I think again, but this is one that we haven't seen a lot of yet. Yeah. But Yorgos is very good at very unique, very polished artistic viewpoints. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think um Robbie Ryan is the cinematographer on that one. And, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, I don't know. I th- Again, I'm speaking off pure vibe here, but I yeah. feel like there's going to be some beautiful points to that movie. So Definitely. And from what I've seen, I'm like, it very, it's a flashy movie. It's a movie that yeah. utilizes the medium of, of film and cinematography specifically. That's a good one. I didn't have poor things on my list. It probably should be on my list. In my third place, I had Barbie, but I'm also kind of like, that might not go. Because Prieto is also yeah. being nominated for Killers of the Flower Moon. Like, the guy did two movies this year, and they're both yeah. up for Best Picture, in my opinion. Um, Barbie, we can swap in Poor Things, because I think Poor Things has a better well, chance of winning in this category. There's there's a weird, interesting thing that I like. I was coming up against that I'm like, I don't know how much love Barbie's going to get. I think it is going to get some in key things, but I feel like below the line. Yeah. There's like not, not that there's not a lot going on, but there's not like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's like the compared, the comparisons, the other films that are going to fall in that category are going to be hard to argue Barbie for. 100%. Because Barbie's yeah. like set design and costume, like, you know, that's that's where it really shines. Um, yeah. The cinematography is good, but you're right. It's not like... Well, I mean, if we take cinematography, or if we take uh, makeup and costume design, or we take costume design, like, yes, the costume design and all that kind of stuff is incredible, and like all of the different Barbie outfits and whatnot, but like, I feel like traditionally the Academy doesn't respond to more like that kind of stuff more. Like I feel like yeah. we'd be more likely to get a, you know, a Victorian piece or, you Napoleon, know, killers yeah. of the flower moons or Napoleon or something like that. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like much more complex, intricate things. But I mean, in that one specifically, I feel like Barbie will get nominated. So maybe like sound design might be a better one. But sure. Like, you know, yeah, what I mean. no, I get you. I get you. Um, so, to, so to bring it back. Yeah. So I, I think, <laughs> Barbie in terms of cinematography is a hard. I didn't have Barbie on my list. Yeah. Yeah. I threw it up there because I was like, you never know. Like, it's one of those things where it's the Barbenheimer effect again. I'm like, who knows how far they're going to take it? They could take it all the way. I think more likely mm-hmm. is Maestro. Um, this is a Matthew mm-hmm. Libatique, uh, which is Darren Aronofsky's DP yep. forever. Um, you know, it just I, I've only seen part of the trailers and it looks absolutely astonishing to look at, yeah. you know, Um yeah, I don't. We haven't seen Maestro yet, so. <laughs> yeah, I think you're absolutely right. That that belongs on there. I had that. That was my sixth list, but mm. again, mine aren't entirely listed by order here, so I'm going to swap that out for my other ones. But gotcha. Uh, my next one is going to be Ferrari. Yeah, Messerschmitt 
Dude, the guy yep. did the killer and this. Have and you looked at his IMDb? It's like three things, man. <laughs> it's like three and two things of them are this all year. Massive. Yeah. Oh the my god. The, the, he literally is insane. Like he was like Crazy. he was like a gaffer on like Mindhunter, and like now he's like Yeah. And now he's now he's uh Fincher's go to. And Mank Michael Mann's other guy. one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. Um, but I feel like Ferrari. I don't know. Ferrari, I'm a little torn on. I don't, it could go either way. Yeah. But I feel like there's a lot of potential for really intense below the line stuff for uh, Ferrari. Totally. Yeah. You know, across board. Sound design. I mean, for sure. Those cars going by. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So that's five. Did you have any others that you wanted to highlight? No, I mean, I'm always like, you know, if, if Yao Min can get nominated for Asteroid City, I'm always down yeah. for Wes's stuff. And I'm like John Wick 4, I thought was beautiful. It's never getting yeah. there. But um, so, no, I think those four definitely or those five definitely work. So All we right. had Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, Poor Things, Ferrari and Maestro. Yes. God, three of which I have not seen. <laughs> Well, and he's like a solid. I'm like, it's insane. My inkling is to say Oppenheimer is going to win that. Yeah. Yeah. But like, do you put the cinematography of Oppenheimer up against what is like the insane cacophony of like decades of Maestro? Dude, there's a shot in the Maestro trailer that I'm like, that is from the 90s. I don't know how that exists. Yeah. But I've that is from the 90s. So, yeah. There's a, a language of film going on there that's that's crazy. Um, I know. And will the power that is Oppenheimer just overshadow what might be better cinematography? Who knows? Who knows? That'll be really interesting because also, like, I feel like we always don't get a lot of show from Nolan films. I know. I know. You know, this might be the first one where he's like really, really represented in a all, contender, all yeah. the way. Yeah. I mean, Interstellar, I feel like was pretty. Yeah talked about but like this is like you know i have oppenheimer pretty much in most all of oh mine yeah here in some capacity oh yeah um but it could just not i know imagine that oh my god oh god um so that was it for the below the line so supporting actress best supporting actress again sorry were you gonna do a whole thing there no 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 i was just transitioning <laughs> up into what you said so um this is an interesting one because, again, I've seen barely any of these films. Um, yeah. The ones that are tipped to be the big front runners. My front runner is Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer. Um, really? Yeah. I just think because in my head, like you were saying, Oppenheimer is just going down the list. Like, I feel like, yeah. regardless of if I think her performance is the best of the year or not. I think that there's so much momentum going there that I think no I don't know if she'll win. I think no doubt she'll be nominated. Over Florence Pugh? Oh yeah. 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 I think Florence didn't have enough to do. I think that's fair, but I feel like I kind of disagree with you. I didn't have Emily Blunt on my list at all. Mm. I think she comparatively didn't have a lot to do in that movie. There was yeah. there were things, but like I would say she's one of the performances I remember the least. Interesting. Um, yeah. So, hmm. I don't know. I also don't know. So, do you have flow on your list then? Uh, I don't. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't. This is one of one of two that I don't have an Oppenheimer for. Interesting. But. Okay. So, then who do you have as number one? Well, 
I want to ask you this question because I saw variations on it. Mm. Is Lily Gladstone best actress or best supporting actress? Oh, if she is. Because I have seen her on both lists and I'm like, I haven't seen Killers yet, so I don't really know how to make that call. But I'm like, if we're talking about Lily Gladstone, like that is, I've been saying for years, like that's going to be an insane powerhouse, a performance that's hard to top. Yes. If she doesn't run in Best Actress, she will no doubt win Best Supporting Actress to me. And that's kind of my thing where I'm like, if Lily Gladstone is supporting actress, yeah, she wins. Yeah. Because this is, I think, a weaker category this year. Mm-hmm. Not weaker per se, but like all of the other ones, I have like 15 people lied out. And right. here I'm like, I have just my five. Right, right, right. One of which is <laughs> Lily Gladstone. It's Lily so. Gladstone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really tough because I feel like it would almost not be in her best interest to run in best best actress. Yeah, because but I it's want such it for a her. but but I want it for her because she really is like like Leo's the lead of Killers of the Flower Moon, but she's also a lead. Like the movie's about yeah. her, so like I, I, and like that's, that's the thing. Really it's tough. like that's allowed. <laughs> you know it what is. I mean? I mean, like you look at Maestro and it's like, yeah, it's Bradley Cooper and Carrie Mulligan. Like th- those are both leading roles for sure. Yeah. So, I don't know. I have Lily Gladstone as my number one for best supporting mm. actress. I think that's where I landed having not seen this movie. So, you know, we'll see, but <laughs> I don't think you're going to change your tune. That but. to me seems to be a, uh, a running question totally um, or a campaign question for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like so. what, what kind of, yeah. Is there going to be category fraud here? <laughs> Um, (laughs) if it is Lily Gladstone, then I'm cool with putting her on the list, but I would also put her on the best actress list. I also have, um, cause I had Cara Jade Myers on here for Killers of the Flower Moon. Mm. It's not likely. This is my, like, if everything falls into place, she would get nominated because she really was phenomenal and she was true supporting, uh, performer in that and she's never done a movie before. So I was like, she Mm -hmm. really did some work in there. Um, what else did you have? Who else did you have? So the number two that I have here is Julianne Moore yeah, for May, December. For May, December. Yep. Um, again, this is a movie that hasn't come out yet, but everything I'm hearing is both of them are just absolute powerhouse performances. Yeah. And it's weird to say, but I feel like this is kind of like Julianne Moore's Oscar nom sweet spot. Yeah these characters that are character studies on like an intricate romance. Yeah. You know, I feel like a lot of her stuff is is based on that. Um, Totally. I guess still Alice is what I'm thinking of. Yeah. uh, That she won in 2015. Completely. I mean, Julianne Moore, again, we, neither of us have seen May, December. I don't know anyone who's really seen May, December yet. It's very much hot tip to be like a, a serious contender. I have Julianne Moore as well on my list. Um, did you have America Ferrera? I don't. Okay, I, I, this is a weird category. I really don't know like what to do with this category because I think she could be this, nominated. This, I think, was the hardest one. Yeah, she could be nominated. I think she's great she in Barbie. She is. If Barbie does a lot, then she could be nominated, but I, it's, yeah. it depends. Like, And I feel like Barbie will be in the big things. Yeah. But the, like, when you think of Barbie... America Ferrera, I think, is not the first thing that comes to mind. Definitely not. Maybe the fifth, you know? Sure. Um, And 
might be a good rounding out of the category. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love America Ferrera. I hope like she deserves it. She was great in that movie. Yeah. But I think there are others in play that could nudge her out of the, uh, the running. Totally. Totally. One of which is Jodie Foster for Nyad. Yeah. Yeah. Which I had kind of written this movie off. Same. This felt like a kind of like a feel good movie, you know, I don't know if it is feel good, but like, you know, just kind of like a hero wins in the end, like overcoming adversity kind of thing. Yep. And it just kind of unceremoniously dropped on Netflix a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but damn, if it isn't on everybody's list, every single person's list. Yeah. Like has convinced me to watch it. Then I'm like everybody. I saw a couple lists that had Annette Benning as number one. Contender I know for I best know. actress. And I'm like, okay, fuck. All right. Biopics. Here we um, go. And I mean, it is Jodie Foster. Totally. Like, you know what I mean? She's not reaching for it. No, <laughs> if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Is Jodie Foster capable of like delivering Oscar worthy performance? Like, yes. Absolutely. She was like 12. Yeah. She's you done know. it before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's no surprise um, there. Yeah. So I'm I'm putting her on there. I feel like that's going to be a weird sleeper in this, you know, that that's going to yeah, pop up in more than a few categories. 100%. Um the the outliers I had, so I had Divine Joy Randolph for the holdovers because mm-hmm. that movie is again, I haven't seen it, but that movie is like Oh yeah, this is going to be a best picture. Like everyone's yeah. talking about, everyone's talking about her specifically in relation to Paula Giamatti, and I'm like, mm-hmm. there's something there. I wish I had seen the movie. Like I'm going to see it at some point, but I'm like, there's yeah. something there that she like. I keep hearing her name come up over and over and over again. So there's something special about her performance here. Um, yeah, and I think that it's possible in a kind of an interesting category. Also, um, Danielle Brooks for the color purple. I've yeah. heard a couple people the talk about The color purple is a thing I feel like we have to talk about at some point because yeah. it's staying now, right? Like that was going to be bumped but then it didn't. I believe it's bumped. staying. Yeah, to like yeah. the end of December. Um Um there's one other name I want to throw out there and that's Roseman Pike. Yeah, for, for Saltburn. Salt which I was like um, people are hating Saltburn, th- so <laughs> Is that true? I haven't seen oh, much yeah. about it. <laughs> oh, like, really? But like I but you know they're like it's just vulgar and i'm like yeah whatever dude like <laughs> well, yeah who cares um that to me seems like just from what i've seen from that movie seems like the standout performance from that movie yeah and i mean it's roseman pike she can play insane pretty well 100 <laughs> so. percent. yeah she definitely can so so what do we have we have lily gladstone we yeah. have with an asterisk because because who knows? Yep. We have Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore, Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Um, Rosman Pike and mm-hmm. Divine Joy and Joy Randolph? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Because Sandra Holler also for Zone of Interest, but I'm like, I who dude, I Zone of Interest is another one that's on everybody's list that I'm like, where is this movie coming from? I when know. do I see this movie? <laughs> when can I? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um Yeah. So that. So that's best actor. That's or best. That's a wild category because it's like here's Lily Gladstone that like clearly should win it, and then three powerhouse actresses. Yeah, that are like have been nominated for Oscars for decades. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and 
and then Divine Joy Randolph, and it's like rock and roll, like upcoming new blood, like I wanted. So it's like let's go, yeah. It's it's a really hard category because there are probably fifteen other people that you could put on that list. Oh yeah. Um, but I feel like that's one of those ones. It's like it could go any direction. A hundred percent. Yeah. As kind of sort of with the next category, which is uh, yeah. the supporting actor. Um, cause there's a couple just absolutely, this is another one that I kind of had a hard time with coming up with a longer list of, because again, a lot of these films I haven't seen. Um, who did you have as your number one seed? I mean, RDJ. It's our, yeah, yeah. It's up I pretty much our Oppenheimer's across like number one across on most of these, but yeah, a performance that, well, I don't want to say that, but like a performance that's so far away from what we've known him for, for the past decade. Yeah. That makes you go, oh, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. can fucking act. Yeah. And he's really He's good. not just playing himself as Iron Man over and over and over again. Yeah. He has an Academy Award from, like, early in his career right? Um, for Chaplin. And, like, you think of things like Zodiac, which he's incredible in. You know? Yeah, like, dude. He's, he's such a good actor. And I don't think I've ever seen him better than he is in Oppenheimer. He's astounding in Oppenheimer. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Um like a, like as, one as, of those transformative kind of performances. Yeah. Yeah. Like his to lose, I will say. And I don't say that lightly, but like his to lose. Yeah, I know. I know. And then everyone else is just following. Um, I had Gosling if he runs yeah. in uh, Best Supporting, which would make sense. Um, yeah. I, that's, I feel like I have never seen someone more passionately behind a role. Yeah. <laughs> um, and committed. he is incredible. I think he, I think he's better than Margot Robbie in that movie. Um, yeah. Which I feel like weirdly I'm not allowed to say. Feels super sexist saying out loud, but like it's just a different. It's just a different kind of performance. Yeah. I think that she has the subtlety and he just has the like the I'm Kenness that just works so well. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, he's great. He's he's obviously the standout of Barbie. He's phenomenal. He really put his all into it, and I think it works. And of course, he's going to be nominated. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So that'll be interesting to that'll that'll be one of the ones, and it's supporting actor, so it'll be like one of the first. That'll be yeah. one of the ones that sets the tone for the night. Definitely. You know. Yeah. Because I feel like RDJ and Ryan Gosling are almost on the same level in terms of probability totally um just depends which it, way it goes yeah it'll and it'll and that's how the night's gonna gonna yeah. swing but uh who else you got uh i have de niro for killers of flower moon i mean he also just my number three yeah. absolutely astounding in that movie maybe my favorite robert de niro performance which is insane with the catalog that guy has but it's really yeah. like he also gets the subtlety and he's not in every frame of the movie it, like Leo and Lily is yeah. so it's like he's a true supporting but he blows everyone off the screen when he walks on set it's it's insane um yeah and I'd love to it's, see him win but it's not I don't you know <laughs> but he's he's got plenty he's he's um, good yeah <laughs> it is really nice to see him not that I, again not that I've seen this but it's mm -hmm. nice to see him like firing on all cylinders again yeah you know to know that it's still in there yeah. Um, and I think like, you know, he, he does things from time to time that you're like, Fuck yeah, Robert De Niro. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, he does like meet the Falkers. I know. He does these things for Scorsese specifically. He's like, you know what? Yes. You know what, Marty? I'll come back for you and I'll put on a clinic. Yes. Um, um, 
next, I, I'm 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 not sure on the next two. Um, I had Paul Mescal maybe for um all of us. What of what is it? All of us. Uh, all of us strangers. Yeah, all of us strangers. Just because people are talking about it a lot, the Andrew Haig movie. Yeah. And yep. Paul Mescal was nominated last year for After Sun, yep. so I'm like, there's there's some goodwill He's there. He's a big player here, yeah. I don't know um, if he'll be nominated, but... I have Mark Ruffalo for Poor Things. For Poor Things, yeah. 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 Um, I think him more so than Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. Um, although Willem Dafoe does look amazing in the trailers for Poor Things, I feel like there's going to be a weird... Like another one similar to RDJ where it's like, oh yeah, Mark Ruffalo can fucking act. Yeah. You know, everyone just knows him as Bruce Banner at this point. Um, simplifying. I that's like ugh, I feel <laughs> weird saying that out loud, but like you know what I mean? Like he's most yeah. known as Bruce Banner at this point, but like yeah. the dude can act and the dude can act very, very well. He's been doing it for um, decades, yeah. And he's been doing it for a very long time. Yeah. Um and I think I, I mean I think that's gonna be. I think there's gonna be a lot of poor things in the nom noms. I think more than we're thinking at this point. Yeah. 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 Did you have anyone else that maybe could be in here? I have Jeremy Allen White. Yeah. For yeah. the Iron Claw. Yeah. Um, I think that could be. That's gonna be one of those ones that's either like a sleeper. Everybody sees it and they're like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. Or. Everyone's going to see it and it's going to be like, yep, that movie. Right. And it won't even be mentioned. I'm seeing a couple lists um, that have the Iron Claw as like next seed, like next tier for best picture. Like it's mm-hmm. in the t- top 30, you know, for the year, yeah. which is like, that's pretty good for a movie that nobody knows anything about. Well, that's, yeah. Another thing that no one's seen this movie yet, you know, yeah. so it could be, could be terrible. It could be could awful. Be yeah. Um, so what do we got? We got our main three here. RDJ, Ryan Gosling and Robert De Niro. Yep. Then I think we have um, Mark Ruffalo for sure. Yeah. I had Sterling K. Brown for American Fiction. I heard a lot of people talking about him. He's another one of those actors that I'm like, if anyone's going to win an Academy Award in the next 10 years, it's Sterling K. Brown. The guy has the goods. I haven't seen American Fiction, but it's also one of those ones that's like at the top of everyone's like- Everyone's list, Like At least for a couple people. So it could be- I would think maybe Sterling K. Brown over Paul Mescal and then Mark Ruffalo. So like having Sterling be like the fifth. Um, okay. But I don't so know. So RDJ, could... Ryan Gosling, Robert De Niro, Mark Ruffalo, and Sterling K. Brown? I'm cool with that. That's, that's a fucking Sounds good to me. Too. <laughs> Sounds good to me. It's amazing. And I realize we've only been doing this for a few years, but I'm like, yeah. are these things stacked this year, like this hardcore every year? Just not. I feel like every year we like this is like a fucking crazy cast. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But like, I don't think so because I think back of um, Christopher Plummer who got nominated for his like five minutes of screen time and all the money in the world. He was cut in after they cut cut in after the Kevin Spacey thing, (laughs) and he got an Oscar nomination for it. And I'm like, that must like I again haven't seen that movie. It's on my ones I missed list, but like, that seems like it's like unlikely that he was brought in to shoot scenes that had already been shot with a different actor and like knocked it out of the park so hardcore that it was like Oscar worthy. Yeah, like this guy deserves an award. Yeah. I, I don't um, know. I don't, I think weaker that, year that year, 2017, I guess. And there's a lot less like from where I sit, there's been a lot less like meddling in the Oscar stuff mm-hmm. because it's just like a more diverse 
voting body and all of that stuff, like now there's some weirder yeah. things coming through. So it's not like, you know, the Weinsteins are controlling every single thing that's True. going on. Um, True. So who knows? This could be, we could be dead wrong, but yeah, I'd love to see Jeremy Allen White in there, but I think that's a good five. Um, yeah. Um. All right. Here we go. Arguably the mo- hardest right here. This is tough. This is really tough. We have best actress. Yeah, this is really tough. So, all right, who's at your top? Okay, well, let's asterisk to begin with here. Yeah, uh, Lily Gladstone. Yes, yes. Depending on where she's at, she's number yeah. one in both, <laughs> yes. for sure. Um, after that, I had Margot Robbie. Ah, I think she for not sure on my is list getting at all. R- no way, really. Yeah, compared really? to some of the other players, I don't think it's. Oh no, I did have. She was the last one on my list. She I was, was gonna say, um, regardless but, if she's the best or not, there's no way she doesn't get thrown on there. There's some crazy performances, but like Barbie, you can't get around Barbie. That's true. Like, that's true. I redact my former statement. <laughs> um, retract, not redact. Redacted. Uh, I cross <laughs> them out said, so no but, one can read yeah. them. <laughs> we'll just beat uh, that out. <laughs> okay, I will admit. Margot Robbie to be nominated. Yeah, not necessarily to win. But I don't think she's got the the distance to win it. No, no. Not compared to the players in this. Yeah. Who'd you have next? Um, I have Carrie Mulligan next. Mm-hmm. Maestro. I think Carrie Mulligan is going to be the absolute standout in Maestro. Mm-hmm. I think that movie's about her. Me too. I think that movie is the talent of Bradley Cooper directed towards a seasoned actress who is capable of delivering that kind of level of performance. Not that Lady Gaga wasn't great in a star is born, but like she got an Oscar nom for that. Right. I believe. Oh Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure. And that's Lady Gaga who is like not a seasoned actor. Like she's not Carrie Mulligan. (laughs) Yeah. I think Carrie Mulligan is primed to be like, one of the high talents in the industry mm. um, and most dependable talents in the industry. Yeah. Right now. Absolutely. Um, I think if Lily Gladstone goes to supporting actress, I think it's going to be tough to beat Carrie Mulligan. Mm. Interesting. I think you're probably right on that. I mean, again, she's someone who's been around. People love her. She's always good at what she does. And, yeah. um, and with a movie like this, that is so, flashy and so like you know tip to be in the number one it it just makes sense i had emma stone as well carrie's also on my list but i had emma stone for poor things like it's just another oscar darling that's (laughs) one of those ones that i keep hearing everything about poor things yeah and it's like and emma stone is absolutely wildly incredible yeah Uh, yeah we'll follow up from the favorite which was yorgos right yep yes yes Emma Stone with a director who knows how to direct Emma Stone. Yeah. You know, pretty something to be said for that. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> um, so we got room for one more, right? We do. And this is where I'm like. Could- this is where there could be 14 different people in here. Exactly. Big players. Um, Annette Benning. Definitely. Um, again, one of those ones I was for, for Nyad, one of those ones I was like, yeah, whatever this movie. And then, um, but everybody's talking about it. Yeah. Um, and it's fucking Annette Bening. Yes. Another powerhouse. <laughs> yeah. 
This has similar vibes to me as Jamie Lee Curtis from last year for Everything Everywhere. Yeah. In terms of like, here is a seasoned veteran actress. Yep. Delivering yet another. Not to say that like, I'm not implying that Jamie Lee Curtis's win last year was not deserving in any capacity. Sure. You know, but like, there was a um, like a f- finally she gets an Oscar. A finally really yeah yeah here we go. That. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which I think Annette Benning's won before, so like not a apt comparison, but but still. I mean, if she's won before, that's another reason to be like, well, she's definitely going to be in the conversation around it then. Yeah. Um, uh, who else do you have? I had uh, Sandra Huller from Anatomy of a Fall. I saw that she was on a lot of lists. Mm-hmm. She's phenomenal in Anatomy of a Fall. Like, really, she one-hands that movie like nobody's business. Um, and I'd love to see her on here. I'd also love to see Anjanou Ellis for Origin. I saw that. Another mm-hmm. movie no one's seen yet, but she everyone's like, she is phenomenal, and she's been nominated before. Um, I'd love to see Greta Lee for Past Lives. I don't see I would see love it happening. to see Greta Lee. She's yeah. great in it. <laughs> on, a, on a different year. I know. It, like if the, if she was supporting actress in that, I'd be like up there. Yeah, but, but I yeah for past lives, love that movie, but I don't. Tough. I don't see that one hitting the nom. Tough. Um, Portman. Natalie Portman. Yeah. Yep, is going to be in there for uh, for May December. Yeah. Um, I want to say Academy Darling in that, but like I guess not so much. Not you really. Know, Black Swan. Yeah. But she doesn't really continual act that great much performance. Anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's weird because I feel like Natalie Portman in my head has this like top tier next level acting capability, mm-hmm. you know, that I always expect from her. And then she'll do things that I'm like, oh, yeah, OK, I guess that too. Sure. Right, right, right. Um, you know, and I don't like I don't mean that disparagingly at all or anything no. like that. But like, you know, I assume that anytime I see a Natalie Portman, you know, name on a poster, I'm like, oh, this is going to be like a powerhouse. Right. Could be, um, and fin- she doesn't always do it, but this is, I feel like May, December is set up for that, is right. her going for it. Totally. Yeah, you never know. It's going to be Phantom Menace or Black Swan or V for yeah. Vendetta. Or Your Highness. <laughs> or Your Highness. Um, so so we have Lily Gladstone, Asterix, Margot Robbie, Emma Stone, Carrie Mulligan, and Annette Benning. I'm cool with it. I, I yeah. You know, it's a little, if Lily Gladstone isn't nominated here, it's super white. <laughs> True. But that's never deterred the the Academy before, but <laughs> Yeah. Um I mean other potential players. I mean there's um It's tough though. I don't like Yeah. No one else has really stood out in terms of like me looking at the list and being like, these are on everyone's list and these are the movies I've seen. Yeah. So I mean Kaylee Spaney for Priscilla. I don't think there's a chance. But like she's yeah. good in it, but I don't think no one's even yeah. talking about her, so I'm like, okay. Yeah. I think that's um, a, I right. think that's good. Yeah, that's a good list. Run through it one more time. So we have Lily Gladstone, Asterix, Margot Robbie, Emma Stone, Carrie Mulligan, and Annette Bening. Cool. All right, actor. Actor. Here we go. Uh, I mean, number one for me is actually Bradley Cooper. Yeah. I mean, I just. Yeah. What can we say? <laughs> yeah, this is a crazy one because I feel like everyone we bring, well, most of the ones we bring up here are going to be powerhouse across the board. Yeah, no um, doubt. Bradley Cooper, I mean, this is a long time coming. Everybody knows about this movie, and I get chills watching the trailer for this movie. Yeah. And 
I don't know. It's if it's a sophomore effort from a movie that got him like four Oscar nominations. I'm yeah. Like, not to mention all the Oscar nominations he got with David O. Russell and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, you know, he's a uh, Academy darling to be sure. And yeah, it's wild. I mean, he's my number one too. number number two clearly has to be Killian Murphy. Killian, of course, um, because fuck that power, that movie. Unreal. I think we said this. I think we both said this when we reviewed it, but Oppenheimer doesn't work without Killian Murphy at yeah. its core. Yeah. Um, like I don't all. know if anyone else could really deliver that performance. No. Um, he has it's wild. Stuff. It's like his career built to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. And it's a freaking Christopher Nolan movie. It's like, it's everything mm-hmm. is just so weird about this whole thing. And I love it. It's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, so number three, so those, I mean, I think are the big two. Mm-hmm. Number three, I'll put Paul Giamatti. Yeah, he's in my like long list. Um, yeah, because of course the holdovers. I mean, it's like everyone's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> Alexander Payne Wild did it thing. again." <laughs> Why? Like, I, I don't understand. I remember seeing that movie, and everyone was like, "Oh yeah, okay, looks like Alexander Payne doing his Alexander Payne thing, whatever." Yeah. And then it came out, and everyone lost their minds. Like, best picture. I'm like, okay, best picture, best director. Best actor, best supporting. Like Sounds everyone is good. talking about how that's the perfect movie. I won't say perfect. I haven't seen perfect movie, but like everyone's yeah, yeah. saying how it's like absolutely incredible. And I'm like, yeah, it's Paul Giamatti with Alexander Payne, which is not an unreasonable force. Yeah. Unreasonable. They've done what? Four movies together? Yeah. Three four movies together. Yeah. First of which was sideways, which everyone yeah. lost their mind about, you know, um, yeah, it's so I, again, haven't seen it, but what else do you have on the list here? I mean, that makes total sense, and I'll probably end up swapping him in. I had Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction. Um, again, yeah. it's another one of those where it's like, one, Jeffrey Wright deserves this. Like, he is one yep. of those guys that we've talked about who's like, holy shit, this guy has the stuff. He just hasn't gotten the right projects. And yep. American Fiction is a movie that everyone's like, whether or not you think it's the best movie, his performance jumps to the top and everyone's like, wow, he has it. Like he's, he's yeah. doing it this time. And I would love to see him up there. I haven't seen American fiction, but, um, but again, it's got all the right yeah. stuff going for it. So, so that's four. So yeah. Cooper, Murphy, Giamatti, right. right. Five. And then there's a whole, again, a whole lot of lists going on here. Who's your number five? I had, I had Leo as five. I don't know mm. if that's true because I'm also like it could be Coleman Domingo because they're saying he's good in Rustin and it could be Andrew Scott for all the strangers because people are saying he's really good too. I have Andrew Scott on my list. Yeah. And not just because he shares two of the same <laughs> names as me. Sure. Um, but that's a movie that I feel like could be a sleeper. Yeah. You know, where like, I don't know. There's a lot going on in that. And I feel like that's not getting talked about. As much as it's going to get talked about once it comes out. 100%. Um, do we think Adam Driver at all for Ferrari? I really don't. I haven't. Yeah. I think he's probably good, but I think they're like, it's a Michael I'm Mann movie. I really mixed reviews about Ferrari. Yeah. I've heard people be like, it's totally just like a whatever movie. And I've heard people say like, it's everything. Man is back. Yeah. Man is back. Man at the top of his game. And I'm it's like, like, I don't know what to believe. <laughs> Um, and Barry Cogan? It's possible, but it's not likely. Um, I don't think so on that one really either. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure he's great in Saltburn, but I just like, it's, it's I tough. Feel, do you feel like Saltburn is, I mean, I guess I'm kind of, you're 
coloring my response here from what you said <laughs> earlier, but like, is Saltburn kind of like a misfire? Is that what you're feeling? I don't think so. I think it's just like not landing with the people that it was never going to land with. And those are the people that are reviewing it now. Mm. And like, I think everyone else is like, from the, the people that I know that I respect on Letterboxd, like they're all like, yeah, it's like not the best movie, but it is good. Like there's stuff going for it. Um, yeah. And if you like Emerald Fennell, I'm like, I think that this and is... I do. Yeah. I, exactly. I think that this is going to speak our language. Um, so, I mean, I think it really is Cooper, Murphy, Jeffrey Wright, Paul Giamatti, and Andrew Scott. Yeah. I think that's what it is. No, or, yeah. Which is... Which is fucking We wild. could be making a massive, huge mistake here. <laughs> I mean, he like, it good. begs the question of, like, does Leonardo get nominated out of hand? I feel like he... Do- I feel like he does but we're changing the time the times are changing yeah and like he was good but like eh, eh. he i could see him sneaking in to the fifth spot here versus andrew scott yeah from sheer name recognition it's leo dicaprio like he yeah. made another movie like <laughs> yeah and who's and he made a scorsese movie with robert de niro like like by yeah almost yeah yeah so we'll keep so, leo off for now just as a for shout out Andrew Scott. For shout out Andrew Scott, who's phenomenal. <laughs> um, damn. All right. So that brings us to best director. We're clipping right along. We best are. director. My fifth is a complete like. I just want this to happen. It's not going to happen, but my fifth is a is one that I want to happen. Um, first, I think we know <laughs> it's Christopher Nolan. Yeah, it's Christopher um, Nolan, who is probably going to win. I don't see him not winning really, <laughs> unless it's Scorsese, but. Well, so yes, yeah. you're totally right. I don't know if that I hand it to him now. Mm. I think he's got a fight here mm. because there's a lot of other really strong yeah, players in this category. Totally. I want to shout out Celine Strong. Yep. I don't think that's going to happen, but like, what if that was my number five that would be? I was like, I just, that, yeah, I, I want it. her in there so <laughs> bad. Like imagine your first feature film just like knocks Nolan and like Scorsese yeah. and all of these major players out yeah. of the water. Uh, I love it. I don't think it's going to hit top five. Yeah. There's too many other big players and there's too much other attention on directors this year. I think. Yeah. In that, like we got to talk about Greta Gerwig. We do. Who is my number three? Um, I think Greta Gerwig is a major player in this category. Yeah. Say what you will about Barbie, mm-hmm. and like not, I have nothing negative to say. I was going to say Barbie. we both loved Barbie. Um, yeah, <laughs> but like, say what you will about like whether or not Barbie is an Oscar movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What she did with that property and what she delivered on it is Oscar worthy. Yeah, you know, next I mean? level like, shit. The idea to take a doll from like a toy and elevate it into something on that level that's so just i mean cultural impact whatever you want to say like all that kind of stuff is like incredible and yeah i think i think what i'm getting at here is like <laughs> if there's any part of the oscar nomination process that exists outside of like your directorial talent that's seen on the screen yeah then Greta Gerwig wins this hands down. For the sure. The ability to take this from where it is to where, from where it was to where it is, is incredible. No one can do it. Like she's one yeah. of one. Like it was insane. And it, I feel like it could never be done again. No. It's so perfectly timed and like 
perfect. So. And she and she's using it as a stepping stone for her career. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yes. Yeah. That being said, <laughs> other people on this list. Yeah. Who else did you have? Uh, well, my number two is Yorgos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, for poor yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I think, is like primed. I think the favorite. He didn't win director for the favorite, right? I don't believe so. I think the favorite was like his stepping stone and he kind of has like stepped for lack of a better analogy. <laughs> he did it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like he's going to be a major player this year. I think poor things is going to be all over the place. Yeah. Um, unless it's not at all, but that's a huge possibility. Yeah. But I think your like, ghost, yeah, we'd be a fool to not put him here. Yeah. So I think Nolan Yorgos and Greta, those are my top three. What do you got rounding it out here? So you had Nolan, Yorgos, Greta. I have Scorsese for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for five, I kind of, I said Celine Song. I was, yeah. she's not going to win. She's not going to be nominated. But Jonathan Glazer, maybe for Zone of Interest. Mm. Or, can we talk about Zone of Interest? Yeah, we can. Yeah. yeah. You haven't seen this, right? This no, I don't know out, how right? to fucking see it. Like, I, I, yeah. <laughs> it premiered at like Everyone. 10. <laughs> is talking about this movie. Yeah. And he's back. Like he's someone who has been around and yeah. he's back. Yeah. This is the movie. This is the heavy movie of the year. I feel like. Uh, yeah. There's always the one, the 12 years a slave that you're like, okay, yeah. yeah, here we go. Yep. Um, And like, yeah, let's, you know, sit down and watch a movie about the Holocaust. Right. Great. Fun. Um, But I mean, important stuff very timely much so. like that's that's not an insubstantial pick no yeah um, i mean we have to talk also about bradley cooper we do we do i think he could probably split this where they're like here's actor actress possibly picture i know, know. I, I almost know. put sarah silverman on supporting actress for maestro yeah 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 because because like who knows if it goes that way, it goes that way. Hey, that'd be a wild recalibration of my opinion of Sarah Silverman. Totally. Um, that sounded super negative. I have no problem with Sarah Silverman. Just a different lane. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's weird, though, because you have Michael Mann, Ava DuVernay, yep. Alexander Payne. Like, you have yep. fucking heavy hitters. And we're not even talking about all of the heavy hitters. Like, Fincher's yeah. made a movie this year. Like, we're not even going to bring him up at all here. And it's like... Cord Jefferson for American Fiction, I'm hearing like mm-hmm. that's a super there's a big chance for him. Yeah. Um I just stacked. think stacked. Absolutely stacked. For my money, it's Jonathan Glazer just because of the just because of how much press Zone of Interest yeah. is getting. And and that no one has said one bad word about it. Yeah. So I don't know. What did you what do you think? I mean, I had I, it's tough to say. I mean, Nolan, Yorgos, Greta, uh, Marty, and I'm going to say Alexander Payne. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I keep hearing about the holdovers and it might just be because it's like coming out right yeah, now yeah, yeah. and it's everywhere, but like yeah. it's sustaining in terms of its conversation yeah. about being fantastic. So totally. Um, and it's Alexander Payne and Paul Giamatti. So yeah, you know, come on, can do no wrong. Man, 
dude, all these categories are nuts. <laughs> it's brutal. It's brutal. It's going to be crazy. It's insane. Um, thank God the Academy like narrows it down for us. I know. know. So we- <laughs> because there's so many that we're not talking about. We've barely mentioned the color purple and like that could be a massive contender. It could be. It literally could be. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, yeah. 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 God. That brings us to best picture, which, uh, is one hell I have 14 here. of a category. Yeah. I have 13. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's 10 categories in this. I think yeah. it's safe to say they'll fill all 10, right? There are years where they've done like, we did seven and you're like, why? They could expand it to 15 um, if they wanted to yeah. this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Obvious ones. What do you got? I got Oppenheimer. Yep. I got Barbie. Yep. I got Killers of the Flower Moon. Yep. And I got Poor Things. Those are the obvious, yep. obvious ones. Then yep. it becomes then a it little more fishy. fluid. Yeah. Um, what did you have after that? Uh, I have Maestro. Yeah. Yeah. I think Maestro, there's no way it doesn't fit in the, the bottom five, as it yeah. were. Um, God, where do I put Maestro? Yeah. God damn it. You're totally right. Yeah, that's a. T- I mean, that's it's too it's too much Oscar fodder to. Uh, I mean, you're right. Yeah, to not. Um, I have Anatomy of a Fall. I do too. Here, because it's not going in. It's foreign. not going to be international. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's got the the momentum to make the best picture list. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. It is crazy. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I was gonna say I have the holdovers just because like yeah. what's going on right now. Um. I also had Zone of Interest, which who mm-hmm. know I really don't know, like because that's I think a f- an international pick as well for England. That's, yeah, Great Britain. Yeah, yeah. Or, so yeah, like UK. Who knows on that one? Um, and I have past. I have lives, been hearing but, so much about Zone of Interest outside of any international conversation, though. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. like, this is the shit right here. Um, I have all of us strangers. I do too. I think that makes it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think Ferrari? I don't think Ferrari. I think, I honestly think May, December could be mm. in there. Origin or Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse. Maybe, but it's, again, this category is nuts. So like. Yeah. I'm like, I, I was cut? debating that earlier of like, does Spider-Verse, does Spider-Verse campaign for best picture? I mean, it won't That's win. Really the, real the thing question. is like. Yeah, it's got a lock on the animation, but I don't, I don't see really what it hopes to gain from a nomination versus. Yeah, I mean Oppenheimer. I mean, is Oppenheimer winning this? Do we think? I don't think so. No, I don't think Oppenheimer has a sunlock at all. No. Okay. Okay. What do you think? (sighs) If you have one yet, I I don't know. I am nowhere near being able to answer that question. <laughs> oh like, God. Yeah. It could go to any of these movies. It could go to any of them. I mean, it would be, if I'm sitting here being like, who do I see standing up on the stage at the end of the night? Fuck. It could still be any of them. It could be Scorsese for it killers. It could be Scorsese and like all them. It could be Barbie. It could be Barbie. Just imagine Greta and Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie and America Ferrer standing up on that stage at the end of the night. It would be awesome one for Barbie. That would be yeah. wild. It would be awesome. Um, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I rounded out my ten with the color purple. Yeah, 
Yeah. I I don't think that's going to like make no noise. I think that's going to be a player in some capacity. Yeah, it's on my long list. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Okay, so the the locks are Oppenheimer, yes. Killers yep. of the Flower Moon, Poor yep. Things, yep. Barbie, yep. Zone of Interest, maybe yep. Anatomy of a Fall, Maestro. Maestro, The Holdovers. And then that brings us to what eight? Yeah, and then I have all of us strangers and the color purple. I had American fiction and past lives. I'll buy American fiction over color purple. Okay, okay. Wait, what was the other one? So you had the color purple and... So Oppenheimer, Barbie, Poor Things. My list is in a different order than yours. That's fine. Uh, Oppenheimer, Barbie, Poor Things, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Anatomy of a Fall, uh, The Holdovers, All of Us Strangers, Zone of Interest, and American Fiction. Oh, yeah, yeah. The American Did fiction. I not say Maestro? I think Oppenheimer, did. Barbie, Poor Things, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Anatomy of a Fall, All of Us Strangers, The Holdovers, and Zone of Interest, and American Fiction. Yes, yes. Okay. I think that's... I don't a, have American Friction written on my sheet. That's, that's fine. So you were like... <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Um... I think that is a really good prediction for what the best picture category will look like. Yeah. We might be way off base, but I think that that's pretty damn good. I think it's going to be Oppenheimer, Barbie, or Maestro. Mm. Mm. Man, if it is Maestro, that's crazy. I mean, I'm sure it's great, but wow, Cooper. Wow. Or Gerwig, but Gerwig is much more of a... (laughs) Director yeah. Cooper is. Um, yeah. Damn. <laughs> Guys, this is one of the better movie years in recent memory, and I'm not kidding. Like, Is it, though? I feel like we say that. We've said that every year on this pod. Maybe not the first year we did it because we didn't know what the hell we were doing yet, but like last year we were like, this is fucking crazy. It is, but it's getting better because we're getting further and further from COVID. So like, we're it's actually true. getting back. Like, I, 2019 was another year that was like, holy well, shit. Well, and one, two, three, four, four of our best picture noms are pushed from last year right so they would have been last year yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) so we would have been like holy shit even more but um but yeah so that's what that's what we have for you guys today do you want to do one last run and just be like just shout out who you think is going to win the whole thing we can we definitely can like spur the moment don't let yourself get just don't think about it just go for it from bottom to top from bottom to top all right animation animation for me spider-verse yeah Yes. Cinematography. I think it's Oppenheimer. I think it's Flowers of the Moon. Gotcha. Flowers of the Moon. Killers sure. of the Flower Moon. <laughs> uh, supporting actress. I mean, it's Lily Gladstone if she runs. Lily Gladstone or I think it's going to be Julianne Moore. Or Julianne Moore. Yeah. Uh, supporting actor. Downey. RDJ. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actress. Gladstone if she runs. <laughs> uh, Carrie Mulligan. Yeah. If she doesn't. If she doesn't. Yeah. Uh, actor. Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Uh, director, Nolan, Greta Gerwig. Mm, I hope I, I hope you're it. right. I do. I really hope you're right. <laughs> I think she's gonna take it. Uh, and best picture, one, two, three, go. I think it's Oppenheimer. I know what you. think. I think it's Maestro. Yeah, yeah. Team Oppenheimer, Team Maestro. Oh, I mean, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Man. Musical versus horror. There you go. There you go. The dichotomy of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. 
So there you have it, dear listener. Wow. We could be wildly off base with all of this, but like, you know, we had We'll fun. do this again in like February. Yeah. Yeah, we have more information and maybe have seen more of these films. Um, the Academy Awards are when? Did they announce them? March 10th, 2024. So fe- early February, maybe? Or maybe we'll just like yeah. react to the nominations to be like, wow, we were way, way off base. <laughs> <laughs> Because we're we'll do that anyway. But. Uh, January twenty third is when all the nominations will come out. Yeah, so let's react to the noms. So says the uh, incredibly fast Google search I just did. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we got like uh, two months. Yeah. Before the noms come out. Um, That's crazy. To see all the stuff we just talked about. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're know. doing better than last year, but like not I am by a lot. Doing better than last year. Well, a lot of them haven't come out yet. I know. That's the thing. I'm like, it's not because of us. It's because we yes. need to see them. Yes. Um, I mean, if we had been trying to like be on top of it this time last year, mm-hmm. we would have also been like, well, none of these have come out yet. True. True. It was like a week before the Oscars last year. And I was like, well, none of them have come out on a VOD yet. So yeah, the quiet girl was not available yeah. at all. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like, uh, um, uh, all right. There you have it. There we go. Uh, lots, you know, fucking Oscar season, man. Here we go. Ramping up. I'm excited. I'm very excited. I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> um, so let's bring it back. You want to do some recommendations? Let's do some recommendations because uh, it is around Thanksgiving, probably when you're listening to this, dear listener. Yeah. So we thought, why not give a recommendation that's not necessarily about Thanksgiving, but it could be just a movie that you like associate with Thanksgiving in some way. I wanted to keep it kind of broad because I didn't have yeah. an idea for today. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Thanksgiving. It counts. Exactly. Um, I'm going to go first on this one. Do it. Um, just because it's freshly in my mind, because this is a thing I watch pretty much every uh, Thanksgiving season mm. because they originally released on Thanksgiving. Um, so I'm talking about the Harry Potter franchise. There you go. I saw you. Um, I have a, yeah, I have a, a strong connection with Harry Potter and, and Thanksgiving. You know, the first ones, the first few I think came out in mid November and I don't know. I used to go see them with my family. That was like what we did on Thanksgiving, went to the theater. Um, so I always have a strong connection. I'm going to specifically recommend uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows part one. Nice. Um, there are a whole lot. I don't want to like harp on Prisoner of Azkaban because everyone does. Sure. Uh, I just did mostly a full rewatch. My wife was kind of just like, I'm going to watch all of the Harry Potters. And I like zoomed in and out from mm-hmm. time to time. Yeah. Um, I didn't log them all on Letterboxd because I've done that before. And then suddenly, you know, uh, Rupert Grint is one of is my your top, top <laughs> viewed um, actors on Letterboxd. Yeah. So, oh, he um, definitely would have been because you watched Knock at the Cabin too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, and then you get Alan Rickman and Daniel Radcliffe, and I was like, oh, oh yeah, I God. watched Guns Akimbo, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, but yeah. But yeah, I mean, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part one is incredible. Yeah. Um, such a departure from the rest of them. Yeah. Uh, while still maintaining the magic, uh, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I will forever associate all the Harry Potter movies with. Um, yeah thanksgiving although i don't think uh that one came out at thanksgiving but i think the last two did like either summer or christmas they were like oh yeah. this is the big one um yeah 
But yeah, for oh, no, sure. November. Uh, no, Jill, uh, wait, no, that's the book. Uh, oh no, November nineteenth. So right on the money. Oh damn. Okay. We're November nineteenth, twenty ten. Wow. I mean, that's great. I mean, Harry Potter, like, yeah, huge, huge part, part of my life. July. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Because they're like, we can't spread this too much. This is going to yeah. just like, it's going to come pretty quickly. Yeah, Harry Potter, I've got nothing bad to say about the movies. Just, you know, a huge part of my childhood. <laughs> yeah. Really made me want to revisit the books. Yeah. Because I feel like every time I watch the whole series, I go, um, oh, but this part in the books, but this part in the books. And I'm like, I haven't read the books in 10 years. In, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but you still remember um, them. You still remember them. Justice for Peeves. Uh, Definitely. All right. Nice. What about you, Josh? What's your recommendation? Uh, my recommendation is Raising Arizona. Um, oh. Because excellent. this could have gone any different way. Because I realized after yes. I'd given you this prompt that I don't really watch movies on Thanksgiving. Because like we go to sleep <laughs> after dinner. So it's like I was like, oh yep. my God, what do I associate with? And... It's not that I watch Raising Arizona all the time or even every Thanksgiving, but I remember vividly watching this on a Thanksgiving and being mm. like young enough to be like, oh, wait a minute. Wait, this is what good movies are? Like, <laughs> I thought good movies were like boring. I thought good movies were like stale and, and like really, really yeah. quiet. And I was just kind of like, as a Coen's Brothers movie, it's so like very cohen E, but also not like they don't always delve this far into the comedy like burn after reading there's a couple that sure. are very much in this lane but not as antic and what i love about this movie too is like you can really really feel the fact that the cohen's and sam raimi came from the same place because you're just yeah. like oh i see it full force like all of the like the guerrilla style filmmaking that goes on in raising arizona and then you have nick cage and holly hunter as like a couple and it's just it just works. It's it's literally like one of the most fun Coen Brothers movies you can watch. It doesn't really get old because it feels like it's like stuck in time. And it's one that I don't yeah. think people really talk about that much. Like people say in conversation, but it's like no one's like, oh, I love Raising Arizona. It's like, oh, yeah, all the Coen Brothers movies like and then Raising Arizona. And I don't know. We need to bring it back, man. Raising Arizona is great. <laughs> it's really, really yeah. good. Um, oh, I love that movie. I mean, it's Coen Brothers like you can't. It yeah, can't be. early, early um, Coen, early Coen brothers. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, not that they've gotten worse, but like, no, there was something, there's something pure there. Pure. That's that's a really good one, and yeah, uh, it is available on Hulu, which nice. I didn't know until just now, which is great, great news for me. Um, nice. Uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows available on Peacock and Max, and but Max. on Peacock, uh, Peacock has the extended versions in there with deleted scenes. Oh. Which was really trippy when they started happening. I was like, "What is like, this? Wait, scene what? Have this I never seen, seen this movie? Times? <laughs> Have um, I never seen this? Wow, oh, it's God. weird. Um, and it also has like dips to black for commercial breaks, which is really Ooh. disconcerting. Oh, interesting. That's weird. Um, all right, there, there we go. go. Whew. that's an episode. For that you, is listening. an episode, but you know, we, um, we said hopefully it. we didn't put you to sleep post turkey. Listen um, to this on Friday, guys. Get your get all that yeah, stuff out true. and like, you know, pause it and, and restart it. <laughs> Good soundtrack for walking around malls. Sure. Black Friday. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Best buy if those exist. Do people still? still go to malls on Black Friday. I don't want to think about that. I don't either. <laughs> Cyber Monday. There you go. Out. That's where it's at. Small business Saturday. <laughs> yeah, that one too. Um that one first. Yeah. <laughs> all all right. right. 
there we go. There we um, go. We only got a few left in the year. Yeah. Uh, we will be doing another megapixels like this of our top movies of 2023 mm-hmm. uh, before the year is out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll just keep bringing you the news until then. Yeah. And hopefully nothing terrible happens. <laughs> Knock on wood, literally. <laughs> there we go. Uh, you want to take us out, Josh? Uh, yeah, I definitely do. Enjoy your Thanksgiving, everybody. And uh, end of pod. <laughs>